turned up before the show started we were wow. just like i think we we're like yelling at each other seconds ago like in wow. a good way about all the shit that we have to talk about on the show before we finally started were we on a hot mic is that what you're saying like was a- <laughs> oh shit i don't know I yeah don't know. that got- guy we were talking about he's been here the whole time well let's meet the guy <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, every time you play that i actually think you have someone like behind the scenes ready to come right out and say something. i had to clip it i had to clip the actual the actual i had to go to the benny the bull clip and final well out. let's meet the guy <laughs> i i don't know why but you know when you, you i guess there's an algorithm on your phone when you flip through like videos on facebook and instagram and if you watch an entire video i think it tells your like social media to now like put those videos to the front mm-hmm. and i watched a jerry springer one the other day mm-hmm. and now it's all jerry springer like out of nowhere all the videos are jerry springer and man i don't know if it's if i see it differently now than i did back in the day but i, I would find it like i was so tuned into the show back in the day that now if i saw it now, i'd be like man this is ridiculous like this is i knew it was fake but it's outrageous how fake it is and some of the mm. stuff that people say is like i think mm. they were planted there man like what in the world mm. like this lady stands oh, yeah. up and she tells the guy she's like hey i bet your woman didn't know or she didn't tell you that she's 20 times bigger in person than on video or something and, the whole crowd <laughs> goes, Woo! and then the girl goes on the stage and starts brawling with the actual chick the guy's girlfriend it's like Dude, the is thing that? is, the thing is, is that like I think Jerry's like that t- type of TV was right in that sweet intersection where tons of people wanted to be TV stars, but before there was like YouTube where people could just do it on their own. So it's like right in that sweet spot where you have like so many. Because w- the other thing too is that I'm like you, you know, you watch it and you're like, there's no way these people are real. Like these are actors, but at the same time, you're like, those don't look like actors. Like yeah. they look like real people. And then sometimes you'd hear about like there'd be a show and one person would like kill the other one after the show. And you'd be like, oh shit, like that was, that was, I thought it was all fake, but it was real. Like it's actually real stuff. I don't want that to happen, but you know what I mean? Like sometimes you get like a dose of reality, be like, wow, okay, like those aren't fake people on Jerry Springer. Those, those yeah, no. Well, no, no, it wasn't all fake people. Some of the stuff that was said and the people in the crowd and stuff like that were fake. Um, but yeah, I'd love some insight. Like I, I would watch a documentary on that. Like if there was like a tell all on how all of that went down. And if, you know, there was a person with like a script for these things, like the, even the whole Benny, the bull thing, like who the hell came up with Benny, the bull. That was good. Yeah. They had good writers. Like, that's, 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 that's all writers. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, I feel we don't have shows like that. I don't even know if shows like that would be allowed nowadays, or I, I don't, I think it would cross too many lines. <laughs> But that's what um, I'm saying is because of YouTube and TikTok and stuff like that, like those types of people just have their own like thing that they do. There's no like it's not set up the same way, you know, so it's yeah. it's it's not 
it's not the same. And also, you know, I agree. I'd love to. I I would totally watch like a four part Netflix series about Jerry Springer. The thing is, he passed away earlier this year. He did. So maybe yeah. now is the time, right? Well, that maybe now be... the time. I mean, he'd be like, like I'm thinking like Last Dance style, you know. But he's gone now, so I don't know if they ever recorded with him before, but. But I'm sure I'm sure a lot of the producers sure. and like Steve, the security guy, I'm sure all those people are still alive. So you can and, and Jerry was actually still in pretty good shape in recent years because I did mm -hmm. see him on some shows and stuff like that, uh, which means he was still he was it wasn't like he wasn't able to do anything or talk or anything. No, of that yeah, he was still active. Right. He was yeah. still active. So so yeah. maybe it was in the works. Hopefully we see something. Um, what was the other one? Maury Povich. He's still around. Mm -hmm. That whole like he's not your father and all that like I'd love oh, to hear about that too. like the ninth the hey, ninth fraternity like test twenty guys come out and like yeah and then and then and then their reactions were the best like when they were when they said they're not the father they were like shoot all the other guys be like bang 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 it's not me it's you or and shit like yeah. that and then, or or when it was them they'd like just collapse and die <laughs> I know such trash TV but I feel that it was better trash than some of the trash that's out there now it was more oh, yeah. um. But, people, but I feel the other all thing, these groups and, and stuff, there'd be problems and Phil, in every show. That's people I mean. also forget that it's like there's, you know, now we watch clips of like Jerry Springer, Maury, Maury Povich, um, but that there were many other similar shows. Like it wasn't like they weren't the only ones. Like there was Sally, there was Ricky Lake, like, and then these were things. They weren't, they weren't like trash. It was trash TV, but it was like part of pop culture. You know what I mean? Like, like right. in songs, people would talk about like Ricky Lake is like in an offspring song. You know what I mean? Like you, you people would talk about these and the, and what I think people have forgotten is that Oprah was also one of these people like Oprah now is like wholesome. You know, she does the occasional interview with like the mega celebrity of the world. Yeah. But in the nineties, Oprah was also like one of these TV shows that was like just trash where they'd have, you know, Oh, this person's revealing this thing or this person overcame blah, blah. And then she'd give everybody a car. So it was like more fun, but like, I don't know. I just find it's funny. Like she kind of escaped that, that, uh, Percent. Oh yeah, long gone. She's yeah, bailed yeah. ship as that. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, um, but you know, I, I, it's funny. I talk more about TV shows that used to be on than I talk about TV shows that are on now. When it comes to reality TV, I feel it's always going back to the Joe Schmoes and mm -hmm. the original Bachelor seasons, where mm -hmm. where you know it, it feels watered down now. There's too many shows. Mm -hmm. The concepts are all crazy. Like I saw this one where all these celebrities that are not really celebrities mm -hmm. are in some kind of military boot camp right now mm. have we not done that like a thousand times mm -hmm. already right oh yeah um i don't know man I, i'm not I, I have a hard time getting into these things like people from shows like vanderpump rules and things like that are oh, like that they is, take the uh, most controversial characters they put them on these reality shows with other b-list actors or whatever and they make them almost kill each other and i, I don't know i keep seeing commercials for that that's so. kind of twisted yeah, i like i like i just want to point out we're seven minutes into the show. It's the first day of the NBA season. And all we've talked about is Jerry Springer's legacy <laughs> and like other similar TV shows and how they don't exist anymore. Well, I'll tell you something. That's because everyone else right now is in the Mike Zakarian live show marathon Ooh. going absolutely crazy. Um, LG, I have to say, and I told you this before we came on to air. We, I mean, we love Mike. Mike's is is a, is a first mid day one. He's got the he's in our Discord and everything, and we've always supported Mike, and he's always supported uh -oh. us. Um, but I went in there about half hour into that marathon earlier. <laughs> like I, I know, I know you do the exact same thing. You'll yep. go in there, you drop bombs in the chat, you rumble with people for like <laughs> half an hour and just go crazy, and then you just yeah. leave out of nowhere. Like people are yeah. talking and you just gone. 
I did yeah. the exact same thing. Yeah. But the minute I went in there, I, I didn't even, I didn't even listen to what they were talking about. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter. There's like 12, 15 hours of it. Talk about basketball. Yeah. Basketball. It's all Definitely basketball. Not about top shot. Um, I watched the ESPN all morning today, so I didn't need any more uh, basketball stuff. But I did I did tune in to Team mm -hmm. Hold and Mike Zakarian's marathon. And in the chat were obviously familiar faces, right? It's almost mm -hmm. always the same people in there. You have, you have to think you have a decent amount of viewers uh, for mm -hmm. there. But I had two or three people be like, Yo, the real Phil D. Whoa, they write, and then they're like, "Is yeah. LG coming on?" I'm like, I can't go anywhere in any of these live videos or chats without people asking me about you all the time. And wow. like, yo, is he coming wow. on the show? Where's LG? I'm like, oh, he's preparing. I go, he's studying. He's studying for ten hours leading up to our fantasy basketball. <laughs> so I don't get embarrassed like in football. Yeah, yeah that's right. Um, so I think I feel like for the first time in months now, the yeah. NBA is sort of taking over in the mainstream media. I watched ESPN mm -hmm. all morning and they tried to sneak in some NBA. It was actually really funny. So on first take with Stephen A. Smith, Shannon Sharp, and all those guys, the show runs from 10 a.m. Eastern to 12 p.m. Mm -hmm. Sharp. At 12 p.m. is Sports Center, or not Sports Center, sorry, McAfee comes on. And mm -hmm. we have to talk about McAfee too, because something he said today made me laugh. Mm -hmm. But so they were near the near the end, and the host Molly Karam was like, all right, so NBA starts tonight, and then she's like, oh, wait, wait, we're going, oh, okay, we're going to commercial. I'm looking, it's 11.56. I'm like, uh-oh, they ran out of time. They've been talking football the entire time. So no matter what, I know the NBA, like, opening is huge tonight. Mm -hmm. I will tell you right now, from the four hours I had that thing on this morning, mm -hmm. they talked about the NBA for a maximum of 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. still the NFL and, like, now – we, we got two hours of Brock Purdy this morning. Yeah. Okay. And how he's not oh. what we thought he was. The, the typical N NFL reaction of like, oh of my course. God. Yeah. It loses two wrong games. With him? It, must yeah. be, it means he must be terrible. Yeah. He, he's gone from Tom Brady to Gardner Minshew or something yeah. like that. In, and in LeBron is, is probably furious about this because LeBron's playing tonight. <laughs> he's in the first game. He's at the defending champion's mm -hmm. home for their mm -hmm. ceremony. Mm -hmm. And I guarantee you, while that banner's going up, they're going to show LeBron on those sidelines, taking it all in. You know, giving that season twenty one, baby. Me. Here we oh, go. Yeah, he's the oldest oh, yeah. player in the league. Did you? Know oh that? yeah, oh yeah. Now that uh, that's crazy. Uh, uh, Iguodala, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, hold on. How old is LeBron? He's not LeBron 40. is a year older than me, so he'll be turning wow. thirty nine in December. He's almost. He's Holy like. Shit. He's like. He's like a eleven and a half months older than me. Because his Man. birthday is like December 31st or something like that, 1984. Really? So he, yeah. So, yeah. So he is 38. He'll be 39 shortly. But that's player. also because he started, because he started when he was 18. You yeah. know what I mean? So there's also, I think that, I think that's his age. No, yeah. wait. So, I mean, no, the wait. hype is there. No, no, he's turning 40. He's turning 40. Sorry. He has to be. Yeah. I was going to say, I think that that's what they were saying. Um, but yeah, the hype. No, he's 38. Much... He's 38. He's turning 39. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, so he's not yet 40. Way. He's not even 40. They'll make a bigger deal about it when he's 40. But hold on, I have a lot, I have a lot to say about everything that you okay. said because you want okay. to make tangent. All right. Let's in reverse. Um, yes, NFL headlines. Because I think I think NFL is kind of this is a point where it actually kind of starts to get interesting. It's less hype at the start of the season, and now you're seeing who the contenders are, who the teams are that are out. You had a massive Eagles and Dolphins game the other night that I think is like you know really sh gives you a sense of like where things are going to shape out. So I do think that that's pretty important. Whereas basketball, it's like I think broadcast sports broadcasts have beaten basketball to death in for like months now of like when Bignano, what's LeBron going to do, like all this different stuff where it's like, okay, now you need to get a couple weeks into the season to actually like see where things land. 
also the other thing coming up for basketball is the in-season tournament in like two weeks from now not even that starts like really soon so i think there'll be a lot of basketball stuff later i just think they've kind of overdone it and i will say like this morning i definitely think that nfl is more interesting i think if basketball was smart they would have started the season on a wednesday where that that's like the dead nfl day you know what i mean that's waiver wire day like nothing happens on a wednesday in the nfl so i think that would have made a little bit more sense rather than the tuesday night oh there's only one game tonight so um you know where's oh, tomorrow tomorrow in the nba what's that in the nba isn't there there's no, two, two games, games. So oh there's two games oh yeah sorry, there's two games who's the other game lakers and then it's warriors and Suns. So oh all, yeah, oh that's pretty big. Yeah, that's pretty big. So the yeah. the the four favorites in the Western Conference are all yeah. Tonight, right? That is pretty. Yeah, four favorites probably to to. Yeah. I mean, outside of the Bucks, probably to 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 make some pretty big damage. I do. I'm excited to see Bradley Beal on the Suns. I have to say that. Uh, hold on, he, all the way actually, back. He's, he's actually not before. playing tonight. Why not? He's actually not playing. He's still hurt, and he. They said earlier today he's not going to play in the opener tonight. And then they're like, then they're like, well, Devin Booker is probably also not playing. I'm like, hold on, hold on. So, so the NBA went through all these measures of putting new yeah, rules in for like stars. Not the same. You're telling me two of the biggest stars are might sit tonight in, in on opening night. Oh, that's not what that's the NBA terrible. wants. So when that came out, they're like, and then Booker like quickly came on TV. He's like, I'm playing tonight. <laughs> the league's probably like, uh, yeah, just, at least weird. say you're playing, man. Like, no, you're not doing that. So, um, I'm a big fan of those rules. I'm just going to say I'm a big fan of the the like force them to play. I think the resting stuff is total BS, honestly. Unless you've got it a is, really but good you, reason but how do you like, gauge? Like, like you know, like what do you do? I know. How, do, how do you how do you know I know, I know, I know. I know I know it's I know it's really murky territory, but I think it's a little ridiculous, especially well, I think I think especially from a fan perspective that it's like listen, the Lakers are coming to town. They've got two, they've got the mm-hmm. greatest player of this generation. They've got a bunch of other stars and you pay your in your little shit city of middle of nowhere indiana or wherever you are like Ooh. like the, i just said hold on because I, I have something oh. to say about i've oh. just said so indiana has the lowest right opening You're night ticket of any team in the league lowest opening night wow. ticket of any team in the league is nine dollars you want to go see the home That's opener for the pacers it's nine dollars so i have the right to pick an indiana because it's the lowest price Anyways, but you know when it's not nine dollars is when the Lakers come to town. It's way more, right. and I think if you pay that money and you bring your whole family and you go to see LeBron, and at the last second he's not playing, it's total BS. Last year right. I was in San Francisco to see family over Christmas, and I bought tickets for me and my like not brother-in-law, but like our, anyways, they we we married two two sisters, so our, okay. like my in-law in-law whatever he is, no, that, another that's brother-in-law type of a yeah. brother a figure. Um, and I was like, let's go see the Warriors and the Jazz. And like the like Clay, uh, no, no, Steph was out. I think Steph had been injured. And then the day of, Clay said he wasn't playing, and it was like literally for no reason. He was just sitting there. And I was like, God damn it, man! That was and Pool just crushed them. But um, yeah, well, the NBA is like that though. The NBA is one of the only leagues where half of the cities in the league, the yeah. fans come out to see the other team mm-hmm. because it's such a star based, you know focused league absolutely I mean, the nfl absolutely. is too but the nfl is like the stars cannot afford to miss a single game nfl is the experience too though because there's only how many teams they how many games they play a year 16 17 yeah, right 18 18 now i think is is the full schedule or 17 or whatever the hell it is there's 18 they, weeks, they, there's 18 they, weeks 17 they each have a bye week Whatever the hell they changed it to, some weird yeah. shit like that that caused all sorts of chaos last year yeah whatever it is though that's it's once a week it's like a ritual it's i'd, I'd say like 
it's way more like going to an NFL game between two garbage last place teams is way more fun than going to an NBA team of uh, NBA game of two garbage last place teams. It's oh, way more God. fun to go to the NFL, right? By the way, by the way, who are the Pacers playing in that nine dollar game? Uh, it's got to be a garbage first? team. It has to be like, it has to be someone like the Cleveland Cowboys. Sorry, let's pull it up. Teams like Cleveland and Orlando are always going to be first that come to mind for garbage teams, but they're actually not that garbage. No, there's some, there's some, um, it might be a Cleveland, uh, hold on. Let me pull up that chart. I saw, I should have had it ready for nine uh, bucks. It's gotta be a team that nobody cares about. Who do you think? Okay. Actually here, before I pull I'll it say up, Washington, that's my guess. Who do you think is, who do you think is the top, like the most expensive opening night? And what do you think is the second least expensive after the Pacers? Before most expensive, I'm going golden state. They're third. They're Tonight. third. They are wow. third. Lakers. The Nuggets and Lakers has to be the highest. Lakers is two. Two. Knicks, number one. And this is just this is for their respective home openers, too. Keep in mind. This isn't this isn't for necessarily like it is right. tonight for the for the Warriors and no, that's Nuggets. right. That's right. But it's oh, not you mean okay, not the games today or tomorrow. You mean no, no, no. Like the home opener. Well, the right, home, right. there's home openers for a bunch of teams, but some home some teams don't have a home opener for like a week or two. Right. Um I'll so say who's the above Knicks. Lakers and Warriors for their home opener price. Can't be Phoenix, man. People, I still say the Knicks. I think the Knicks. It is the Knicks. Yeah, it has to be, man. The Knicks are Knicks fans are crazy. Like yeah. no matter what, it's always going to be bigger than like you know Thanksgiving, Macy's parade. Yeah, the first time the Knicks play until everybody gets really pissed off. Yeah, and says screw this whole team, uh, we're done. I need to know who the hell the Pacers are playing. Right? It's got to be Hornets. Those two teams have to be playing each other in the first week of the season. Okay, here's um, the chart. Where's so the Raptors top, on here? That, that's some Rap BS. Who the hell's Raptors are our ten? I think like eighth or ninth or something like that. Which is which is in the past, yes, but for this year, no. It should be way cheaper. That's awful. Who the hell's yeah. paying fifty-one bucks? You know, uh, before you go in, LG, there was a the Toronto Sun, who are usually not connected to teams to the point where they're worried about what they say, and it was actually Steve Simmons who wrote the article. Mm -hmm. He wrote an article today, and the headline says, as the new NBA tips off, the mm -hmm. Toronto Reaptors have become irrelevant. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> People are so mad, um, as usual, right? But pretty accurate. Who the hell cares? And even Pat Bev, for whatever reason, okay? <laughs> is Pat Bev on the T-Wolves? Is that why he's talking? I don't know where he is now. Okay, he he we're playing, the Raptors team. are playing Minnesota tomorrow night in their home yeah. opener. Yeah. He must be on Minnesota to be talking right now. Or else, why would he even be talking about Isn't he on, like, Chicago now or something? I don't know where he ended up, but the, I'm assuming the only reason he's talking about the Raptors... He's on the Sixers. He's on the Sixers. So why is he talking about the Raptors? I don't know. I don't understand that. Anyways, Maybe they're talking about other teams. In the he game. said that if he met Pascal Siakam and OG Ananobi in the dark in alley, alley. <laughs> he would walk right by and not be scared. <laughs> he said I there's wish no he would elaborate more. I want to hear his list of guys he'd be terrified of. He said out. there's no dog. We have no dogs. We got no dogs. But he's right. He's right, though. When when Paul Pierce said the Raptors don't have it a long time ago, he was right. Nobody well, he was right. And then we got we we traded DeRozan for a player who had it. it. And he the and then time. Kawhi gave it to a few other players on the team who have now like moved on to be kind of it players. But now that that vibe is gone and and Ananobi and Siakam forgot how to have it completely. And then there's nobody else from the team left, anyways. So. I can't believe they're way up there. Raptors fans are crazy. I mean, that's but, but we yeah. Don't I think fans. I think they I think like sports. MLSC that owns the Raptors and the Maple Leafs and a bunch of other shit. Like I think and also owned by the two major telecom companies in Canada. 
um i think they're just milking like the success from five years ago like for for everything it's worth like they're just gonna milk it for a long long time be like remember that championship Ananobi yeah. was on that team. Wow. He was on the bench. That was pretty good. You know, like that's basically like how they're how they're swinging it. Uh, you the know, in-game experience though. The in-game experience for the Raptors is one of the best in the league, and that's where they get their their crowds that still come out. Is that if you go to the game, the game is almost secondary to what goes on during the game, right? There's stuff yeah. going on everywhere. Drake might be there. He's in town right now. He actually filmed a video on top of Scotiabank Arena the other day, mm. uh, and thought nobody would see him. But if you've seen the amount of condos downtown Toronto, mm -hmm. all the people are on their balconies like screaming him. his name. And he was like, hey, mm -hmm. <laughs> that's pretty crazy. I um, just, but yeah, it's, to come back to this, like, mm -hmm. I agree with you. Well, I mean, okay, nobody, honestly, probably very few people listening care about Raptors home that's opener right. tickets. Nobody. But it's $6 more than the Bucks home opener, which is like the Bucks. Like, it's it's uh, $8 more than the Mavericks. Like, and and uh 17 more than the sixers like yeah that, that's 35 wild. 37 more than the thunder like there's a lot of there's a lot of good teams here that i'm sure have good in stadium uh things but that are way way less anyways the second the second worst wow. team uh for the second cheapest team is the hornets grizzlies Cavs. <laughs> so you were pretty close on that one i'm not surprised i'm not yeah. surprised at all yeah uh phil hold on wait so we were talking about that first day nba season um, there's a few things on the NFT side to talk about, which again, you know, it's like, this should be the big launch day for a lot of these things. Um, Mike Zakarian, and again, I'm going to reverse of what you were saying before. Mike Zakarian was doing, uh, his annual full day stream. So people that don't know Mike and team hold you probably do know him, but, um, yeah, they've been around pretty much as long as we have covering like top shot originally, and then expanding to other sports NFTs, really good friends. Um, and, uh, Mike, obviously part of first mint community. But uh, he's in with so rare now. And I, I, I think people forgot that a year ago, um, I think he was slated to do the Top Shot. Like he, like Top mm -hmm. Shot was going to broadcast his full day stream where he brings on a bunch of kind of like NBA celebrity uh, podcaster kind of people to, to talk with him at different points. Um, and I think Top Shot, I believe, backed out or that didn't that didn't go through. And so rare swooped in and sponsored it. And then Sorare also gave affiliate deals to a lot of the other streamers. I really, I, 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 I gotta say then, and I say now, I love that strategy. I think very well played by Sorare to kind of come in and scoop up all the Top Shot diehards um, and give them like juicy little affiliate links to to go and promote Sorare. Also, Sorare I think is a good product, uh, but there was a huge problem last week, Phil, when Sorare released their season two stuff. Do you know what the problem was? I know where you're going with this. You hate it. You absolutely hated what the cards look like. <laughs> I saw your post again. Man. I love, I, I love, I love, I love the product. Uh, I love what they've done. Uh, we had Nicholas come on the the show for one on one interview with me. That was good. Um, they're trying to build like the fantasy platform. Give you know they have the license, not DraftKings. I think all that is really smart. I, I think comparing them to Top Shot is a uh, apples to oranges. I don't think it's fair, but they released series two card design and again these cards you just buy them as nfts you 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 buy them at auction you buy them on the secondary market from people who win them at auction and then you you put them in a lineup same as DraftKings, right it's very simple something happened in the design department i don't know if they had staff cuts or what but That's the bad. series two cards are freaking hideous and i know the so rare people are probably pissed off that i'm just obsessed with this one like footnote of the season but look, the one on the right is from year one. It's Tyrese Halliburton. Looks like a normal, tough basketball player. You know, I want my athletes to be like tough looking. They're going out there. They're battling. The one on the left is from this year. 
there's no headroom for his head. First of all, he's mushed into the top of the image. The font is like literally Times New Roman. And there's tons of space at the bottom. I don't know why. I don't know why they have all this space here. And they used one of the like images where he's like a happy, smiling little kid. And I, I just, I just, I just, I just think these are a huge miss. And also, what's going on in the back? Is that supposed to be a basketball? That that's back it here. Is. It looks yeah, like, no, it a, is. like a cutout. Are, are these pictures from Media Day, LG? Yeah, they took Media Day. Photos. But is Jimmy yeah. Butler with his hair, hair with his freaking yes. weird haircut? No yes. way. Show yes. me. There's no yes. chance. Yes. Oh my God. Jimmy Butler did it so he could get into the so rare. So you can be sorry, and it's sold, and they sold the one of one. <laughs> they sold the one of one. Jimmy that, Jimmy man. Butler with his crazy ass hair, his emo hair. If you haven't seen this, this one, doesn't it. look that bad. I think it has to do with the color and kind of what the player is doing. This the uniques actually, are nice, the purple. Yeah. But I will say this: I think I know there's been cutbacks with a lot of these companies, obviously with what's going on in the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, I even saw a garbage. You're gonna die at this. I didn't tell this story last week. Oh. But or maybe I did, but the gar the garbage. And I'm going to derail this completely, but we'll we'll get back on track. I promise. The garbage pickup around here is on Tuesdays. It's every two weeks. The garbage man or the garbage people don't come until after eight a.m. Okay, I know this. Every it's been like this for years. So I know that at seven thirty, around between seven thirty and seven forty-five, before I leave for work, if I'm working from home, I have time. I can bring the garbage to recycle. And the, and the food bin out before eight o'clock mm -hmm. last week at 7 15 in the morning i hear the garbage truck uh -oh. and i'm like still like just passed out pretty much oh yeah you gotta get out there i'm like oh hell no and the guy was gone so i missed it okay guys never come before eight before all of a sudden he's there anyways that that's irrelevant that's a whole other story and i'm sure it's happened to a lot of people okay this morning it's just oh. the recycle and stuff that's weekly okay. the garbage truck pulls up in front of the house and I was walking out. So it's kind of, it's a weirdo yeah. situation. When they're right in front yeah. of your house, it's like, you don't just walk out and like stare at them. You let them do their thing and move on. Yeah. So I see a young girl, actually really young girl, seriously, jump off the, the garbage truck. Oh. She puts all the stuff in the back. Oh. And she gets back in. So I, I, I take off driving my daughter to school this morning. Yeah. And we see her around the other corner or we see the, the truck around the other corner. Yeah. And she was the lone occupant of the garbage truck. And she's driving it. She's driving it, putting it in park, getting out, putting the garbage, and jumping. I've never seen that before. I've never seen a crew of less than two in my life of garbage. Uh, yeah, it's insane, right, when you think about it. Must have took forever, but she was actually just flying through the neighborhood. Um, so that's back to my point is that it seems like there's a shortage and cutbacks everywhere, okay? Um, but it would have taken two seconds for SoRare to send this card design. <laughs> you like that? Oh, the train's back on the tracks, uh, miraculously. Uh, the, it would have taken two seconds for SoRare to send this card design to like 10 influencers or 10 people who actually give a shit and be like, what do you think about this? Or what do you think about this one? Or what do you think you, about this one? I like, okay, so from now on, we will refer to SoRare season two as the garbage truck design that is like low well, on obviously staff, no workers. low on staff, low on workers. Nicholas from from so John Nellis designed these himself. Okay, and he's he used to be an air traffic controller. It's not his fault. He doesn't have design skills. Did he? Right? Really? I didn't know that. That's John Nellis. So that's actually another cool thing that yeah. I like that Sora did. Not to pump Sora too much, but they they John Nellis, who was like basically the first mint of so rare when they when it was just soccer. Really lovely guy. I went on a show, um, and he came in first mint uh, in our Discord to do a chat and when NBA was right. launching. Um, they basically like 
gave him a deal and he and he and he also hired like a firm to help him do a bunch of like really huge like youtube short videos so he has some youtube short videos now that have like millions of views so he he kind of wanted to be a streamer but so like i think drove a truck of money to his house and was like can you be like our main like the face of our community they put him in their english premier league ad oh, they he's put everywhere. Him and the MLB uh, season opener ad that they did with like Julio Rodriguez and all these other huge players where he's like, he's like, hey, what's up, Julio? And then he's like, hey, John. And then they play so rare MLB together. Just so random. That. Yeah. And uh, I think they've done a good job. I think that's really fun. I think it's like a nod to the community. It shows that they're proud that there's been people like that that come out of the, you know, come out of the woodwork that come out of the community. And, and I I'm really happy for him. But he was an air traffic controller before that. He posted like a couple like last year being like i finally get to quit this job now i get to go full-time like making content blah 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 and it was him in front of the control tower on his last day of work so pretty cool wow yeah wow. that is pretty cool but you were getting to something that's all you were talking about john ellis for a reason cut back well they should have they even he probably would have told them the cards are freaking ugly oh you, you mean know, okay had they, they even consulted them. internally with their own people they would have well here's a question here's a question for you. these nft projects should they have like community councils you know what i mean should they like because i know Absolutely. they've dabbled with that kind of stuff i know that when you're on an affiliate deal is so rare that they uh do a little demo day for you in advance where they show you all the new features so you get eyes on it so what you're mm -hmm. saying about they should have shown some of the influencers that they definitely did but it's probably too late by that point. But do you think like on the dapper side, you know, things up and down as usual, do you think like, should they have like a community council that they consult where those mm -hmm. people get eyes yeah. on things? Those people get input. Is that, is that, should you, should you actually listen to the fans? Absolutely. Because nothing derails a project more or, 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 or creates more chaos and something people don't like. And a lot of the times over the last three years, LG, we said, well, why didn't they just you know, run a basic focus group on this with some of the collectors and see what they think. And you know how much data and actually the first mint did the best job of that by even bringing some of these things up because the feedback and we're not talking now. Now, the most replies you'll get is like five or six or seven or eight. Just because yeah, there's, yeah, we don't, nobody yeah. cares about anything. But back in the day, when you would point something out or you would say, hey, yeah. here's the new collection of this, you'd get over 100 replies and people, yeah. the stuff in there, I always said, they should be, you should be charging these companies for the feedback that you got on that single post mm -hmm. because the formula to the future is in those replies and what people don't want to see, what people are fed up with, the things they didn't like, it's all free for them to read, you know, the first mint's posts and see what, what people are really saying. So yeah, no doubt, man. I mean, you have to consult your, your own people, mm -hmm. right? I mean, mm -hmm. stop, stop aiming for the new people. That's all mm -hmm. I'm going to say. Okay. Mm -hmm. The new people will find their way if they want to. By now, they would be here by now. I'm, I'm mm -hmm. sick of this whole thing of the new people. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, the true collectors make their way here. That's it. So, so, so continue to cater to them. And, and, and nobody's more knowledgeable when it comes to this stuff than, than collectors, right? Mm -hmm. Now, what did the community think of the card design? Were they furious or was that just you? Uh, it was split 50-50, and I wrote about this in the newsletter, really? too. It was split 50-50. So oh, some people were like, it's yes. fine. Like, the one on the left is totally fire. Uh, and then other people were with me. They're like, yeah, that's ugly. So I think, you know, maybe I'm I'm yeah. only half right, I guess, is what that means. Well, the but Jimmy Butler I, one I like. I don't like the Tyrese Halliburton one. I don't. Well, the Butler right. one is fantastic because of him. And I know the purple's nice. But I think it's just like, right. I just think it's, I just think they could have done more. And I thought the ones last year were good. I think their card design has been weird because they also did um, last year. They did like a special all-star edition of the, the cards. And where they had these like super casual, it, it looks like a firefighter calendar photos of the right. players as the cards, like also media day, but like really weird. Like one of them is like literally like, like Kyrie Irving, like, 
he's sideways and he's like turning the ball <laughs> like this <laughs> like it looks like a sitcom or something like, like oh, now totally. now i want i want my athletes to be yeah. like like gladiators i want them to be serious i don't want these like casual funny photos i think it's a, i think things are a little too casual in sports in general these days but, in terms you of know seriousness often when we were kids the new set of either stickers in those panini albums or mm. cards you'd mm -hmm. be like what the hell is this design like it's mm -hmm. ugly right um yeah. so i think it depends on what they gauge is more important mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. what you do with them or or the look or both i don't know yeah. but i do remember some terrible looking cards when we were kids and you're like man that set was ugly right yeah. um so i guess i guess they're allowed to have uh you know an off day when it comes to that stuff mm -hmm. but yeah you're right i mean it, it it looks just like a cheap production type of thing right mm -hmm. uh but mm -hmm. everything from the fonts to the 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 like you know anyone with a sort of technical design background mm -hmm. sees where the head is at at the top there a, a normal yeah. person like me would be like i don't even notice stuff like that but anyone who's got any, any sort of design background or anything like that will be like man that's awful you you mm -hmm. you would lose marks in school if you submitted that with the head mm -hmm. touching the top of the damn card right mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. so so I agree with you there. You know, you know that part. Uh, Phil, any interest in Top Shot season five, even though, and again, you know, might, might be tired to talk about it on the show sometimes, but you know, all that, we started in that space. We started with that project mm -hmm. and today is the first day of the NBA season. So it's, you know, it's always, I think it's always important to see what they're up to. They're still in series four. The pack drop today was four series four with, and it was throwback moments, of course. Um, but they did put out a video announcing stuff that's coming up saying that in november they're going to have drops for uh all the you know for scoot henderson for brandon miller for for victor for, for Wemby, everybody um victor and Wemby are the same person i know that uh but that they, they are going to do that and they're going to have like some kind of weekly rewards or something like that phil last year you were obsessed with the spotlight series did you complete the set and no no straight answer is no Nope. Uh, I actually sent Dapper an email a couple weeks ago, Ooh. and I said, "Will you make an exception and unlock all my moments?" <laughs> if I, man, I don't know what the reply was because I delete when I don't like things. I delete them as fast as I can. You gotta go. To, you gotta go to Jacob. You gotta go and, to Jacob on the and the DMs, yeah. man. There's no, there's no like, email. That's a different team. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's like a, a just a customer service people. team. That's probably sitting in like Costa Rica somewhere, just like yeah, and they're like, no, yeah. who cares? Yeah. yeah, we don't care about. Uh, yeah, you. no, exactly. Guys, like, no, and then he sends me a, a a copy of the policy. I'm like, you obviously I know the damn policy, <laughs> or else I wouldn't have brought this up, right? Um, uh, no, I've kind of shifted gears a little bit. I I find that after spending an entire off season and not being able to participate in uh, any of the leaderboards, like I have like three or four hundred moments, most more than yeah. I've ever had. And every time I entered a leaderboard, I wouldn't yeah. even sniff the top, whatever the hell they no. were looking for. No, I was like, okay, well, I wasn't collecting for leaderboards, but the more you do things like that, you're kind of burying the people who can't be part of it, and and you're you're drawing attention you didn't need to. If you did nothing at all, I put you probably wouldn't have my attention. I wouldn't care. But when I'm getting emails every day saying, hey, leaderboard this, leaderboard that. Oh, cool. Let me click on it. Yeah, you're fifth. You check back at night, you're like five thousand. You know, like no. <laughs> I, I just, I don't, you know, I don't know. So I want to cut down a little bit. I'll keep the stuff I really yeah. like. Um, and I, I looked at my collection. I was like, what the hell is going on? Well, why am I even doing this? What's the point of this spotlight garbage? No. Um, but having said that, I did you. enter the contest. They tonight. got you, man. They got you with that spotlight shit. A little bit. But, you know, they. <laughs> I'll tell you this. I, I did enter the contest tonight. And I'm glad I still owned moments because I was able to pick yeah. all the top players from the games tonight. I went with Anthony Davis 
I think I took Kevin Durant. I took um, probably Steph Curry for Golden mm-hmm. State. And I took Jamal Murray for Denver, which, oh. well, I Come don't on. know if I have a Jokic. I, I have this is actually, Jamal okay, Murray, so. hold on. I had a clip saved for you for tonight. And this oh, is from Steve. This is from Steve that we've talked about many times on the show, who's an avid listener. And Steve, I'm sorry the pod wasn't on on Monday. I know you usually listen on Monday nights. But Steve wanted you to see this. Steve and I like to watch and chat about UFC very often. Um, and Phil, Steve asked me a month ago for us to watch this on the show. He wanted you to see this. And the, the title of the video is Champ versus Champ. And it is uh, oh, <laughs> Volkanovsky, who lost oh, pretty sure. epically this, this weekend. Before. Doing a practice. I hope he chokes him to death. I don't know what's going on. What is happening? Just, for those, for those who are only listening and not watching, it's Jamal Murray. And what's Volk's first name? Alexander. Alexander Volkanovsky from the UFC who just lost on the weekend. They're kind of just grappling on the ground, but it's really, really weird. And I, I don't even know the context of this. What is this? I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know what's happening. I just thought you. I also thought you would enjoy this because when we were talking about uh, the uh, was it the World Cup of basketball, basketball World Cup, yeah. whatever it was. Yeah. We were Team talking about how Jamal Murray didn't play for Team Canada. This is what he's doing this summer. Yeah. He's doing these videos with Volkanovski. Uh, where they're like playing basketball together. Jamal Murray lifts him up to dunk, and they're like, like Whatever, Jamal man. is at Volkanovski's like party and all this shit. Like this, this is what Jamal Murray was doing is hanging out with Volkanovski all Good summer. For him. Good for him. SGA is better, anyways, so it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> no, but and all kidding aside, LG, I mean, there's a lot of things out there with Jamal Murray, including that you know, I, I, looking back at his history. Yeah. Um, we're not getting into it again with what happened with my daughter, but. Um, there was a history. Remember that he accidentally posted like a sex tape on Instagram live or whatever, as if he didn't know. Do you remember that? Right. Uh, you know, stupid things that. like that where the girl yeah. is just like, what the hell? Um, you know, douchebag things like that. Mm-hmm. He just seems very immature when it comes mm-hmm. to the way he handles himself. Right. Like I saw a bunch of NFL players on the weekend, even if it was a fan, a little kid, not from their team, they mm-hmm. were still giving them their gloves or their cleats or, you know, giving them at least some sort of acknowledgement. So um, but yeah, anyways, that's, that's whatever that is what it is. And yeah, you know what, when Jamal Murray said that he, um, he can't play for Canada because, you know, long season needs to prepare for the next one. I always find that the biggest BS excuse. It's a long season for every guy in the league. Not well, every guy goes to the finals, but guess what? Right. I mean, this is well, what would prepare you for the season yeah, yeah, yeah. More than playing week. in like, kind of like an all-star tournament. That's you know right. what I mean? Like it's like, yep. not that, you know, again, like Canada didn't win. U S didn't win. Right. Like these are good teams. They played against organized teams. So what would prepare you more than playing like the highest level of basketball you could find where wow. and you're playing guys who really want it. Right. Like some of those guys on teams on Germany that won, like they wanted that, right. Like that team tried hard. So well, you know what, though? He, he was coming off that surgery. So, um, you know, uh, the, the, uh, I think, was it a torn ACL that he had? I don't know. He missed almost a whole year. Yeah. Um, yeah so he was, was coming off the game. surgery. So yeah. I get it in that sense. He did show up at the training camp. So, I mean, I give him kudos there. He didn't have to show up at that training camp. He spent the two weeks with the team. He just wasn't on the roster and decided not to play. Um, but I can guarantee we'll see him at the Olympics next yeah. year. So that's almost for sure. Uh, um, LG, I, yeah. I have to switch it up here oh, just really on. quick. 
Okay, because I don't know what you're about to get into, and I don't want to get too far from what's going on tonight. We always okay, we so, need to draw numbers for who gets the next topic. You know what I mean? So who gets the, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. You, you, you can have it. Like the, the, the podcast is going to turn in an aggressive direction as something else, and we need to we need to have turn. It needs to be turn based. It's too chaotic. All right, okay, go that's ahead. That's true though. Okay, all right. You're up. Have so tonight's a big night. You've got the NBA opening night. Two massive, massive games. Everyone's yep. excited. Everyone's going to watch that. And for some reason. Someone at the NHL head offices, when they made the schedule for this season, completely missed the memo that of two things. One, it's the NBA opening night. Mm-hmm. Okay, tons of sports fans will be mm-hmm. tuning in to these two games tonight, mm-hmm. and they also missed the memo that tonight was the potential game seven of an L NLCS or ALCS in baseball mm-hmm. on the same night, mm-hmm. and the NHL decided to debut their new idea which i don't even know what the hell they called it but basically what it is is they are rolling out an nfl style schedule tonight where every single team in the league is playing Hmm. the games start 15 minutes apart all night starting at 6 p.m okay because of the 6 p.m start our good friend garland is about to miss the opening puck drop of the leafs and capitals tonight because he can't get there on time all right um but the idea is that they're debuting a red zone style show on TV oh, where really? they go live. I'm like, okay, I, where they go live to games when something big's about to happen, just like in the NFL. Okay. I, I need, I need to talk about this because I'm so confused. First of all, why on earth would you pick tonight of all nights to debut this whole thing? Mm-hmm. Okay. You had actually the last couple of weeks to do that where the NBA had not started. Football games were on, but whatever, okay? Could have been on a Wednesday. Baseball playoffs were on, but Mm -hmm. whatever. It was still the divisional series, okay? No big deal. But you chose the NBA's opening night to roll this out. My second question is, what on earth are you going to do on the show and how do you know what's about to happen? Who's like hosting it? Who's the host? Who's the okay, who's Kevin the Kevin Weeks? Host? Kevin Weeks is Weeks? the host. No, he's the co-host. Okay? okay. I don't know who the host is. I saw him on ESPN today because they were interviewing him. I have no idea who this guy is. Yeah. He he sounds like the guy from the NFL, the guy who just goes bonkers. Now he was explaining because they asked him, like, what are we watching tonight? McAfee's like, dude, what the hell are we watching tonight? And the guy's like, Well, you get to see when Connor Bedard goes on the power play. We're going to be going live. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, cool. I don't know how many fans are going to be skipping the NBA games and game seven of the Phillies and D-backs. <laughs> I got to check this out. I'm actually, I'm actually curious to check it out. Uh, I definitely say NBA would be the bigger draw, but I, it's. It, do you know what the name is? No, because they have a name for it. It was awful. I heard it today. It was like the frozen, like what a zone or something like that or some shit like that. Oh, wait, hold on. Wait. I don't know I've seen two different shows. <laughs> Oh, okay. I thought I thought they I thought I originally I thought it was called NHL Whip Around, which is like it could sty- be. I don't know. It's something style. absolutely ridiculous. That's not it. what it is. It's Frozen okay. Frenzy. Frozen okay. Frenzy. That's the one. Yes. Okay. So okay. here's okay. So I have I I have a small rant about about NHL and the United the United States. Okay. okay. Is that I find that, and this is this is a really good example, and 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 this might be why hockey isn't actually bigger in the u.s than it is right now because it it, you know a lot of people think it could be bigger it's the same size in terms of like league uh you know teams and everything as the nba but the nba is on this trajectory right um 
the NHL, I've always found that the way the NHL and hockey are marketed in the U.S. is that they're marketed. It's it's a sport that's marketed mm-hmm. as though it's being marketed to five year olds. Like in, in Canada, and of course, sure, yeah, we love fucking love hockey here. Tim Hortons, everything in Canada, all the all the good players are here from here. Whatever. It's like here, hockey is just like cultural. Like Tim Hortons right. puts it in their commercials. And it's like, you know, here's okay, puck drop. You know, it's just like it's like there's no there's no sugarcoating of what hockey is when you're right. selling it to Canadians, right? But in the US, they use like I always find they use really cheesy marketing to sell the NHL, like frozen frenzy. You know what I mean? Like that's so like ugh, that's so cringe. It's like, yes, it's on ice. Like that's the only like the marketing department is the only thing they have to play with. They're like, okay, it's like clearly the marketing is done by people who do not watch hockey, who do not play hockey, and who did not watch hockey before they had that job. Because I think if right. you're actually into the sport, you don't say things like, oh, it's a frozen frenzy. It's like there's yes. nothing about hockey that you think frozen. Like it's it's on the ice, but there's no part of the game where you're like, oh, and then like one guy gets frozen in a cube of ice. Like, you know what I mean? Like that doesn't happen. <laughs> Like they sell it like it's like American Gladiators. It's, it's like no, it's a normal sport. Millions of people play it around the world, and it's it's a very popular sport in the U.S. I just think that's annoying. It's like as though you're trying to sell football mm-hmm. in Europe, uh, like American football in Europe, and you gave it like I don't know what's a super cheesy name, like something about the grass, you know, yeah. uh, up uh, upright scores, you know, or something. I don't know, something <laughs> stupid like that. Anyways, I just I just find every time I, I go to the US or get exposed to like American NHL marketing, I'm just like, ugh, like some I don't the, want some that. Of the stuff I don't so mind. Like, some you know? of the stuff I don't mind. Like I'll be honest, when I, I was watching a couple of Connor Bedard games in the last week, yeah, I do enjoy when they put the little label, like the label of his name on top of his head when he's on the ice. Because with hockey players, sometimes it's hard, you know. I, I mean, I have that's fine. That's fine. TV, and any improvements, small things like that, I don't yes. mind. It helps me too. I'm right? totally like, fine. Who's who? Yeah. Um, but here's my thing. With the football concept of, of red zone, yeah, I'll watch red zone almost over a Bills game sometimes mm-hmm. because I'm so invested in fantasy football that I want to watch the other games and see what's going on at the same time. Mm-hmm. But there's no chance in hell that when I'm watching a Toronto Maple Leafs game tonight that I'm going to be flipping through to red zone to see what's going on in the other games. I don't care. No, uh, it's I think not it, that kind I think of thing. It, Right, people I mean, people, people aren't playing freaking DFS on on hockey nights the no way I, that they do no. uh, NFL. Like red zone works yeah. because people play fantasy. That's right. You yeah, know what I mean? That, and all that's that's why I think they got it wrong. Because, because NFL is one of those leagues where it's like even if you're the fan of a really bad team, right. you still care about what the good teams are doing. You still care about the good players a lot. NHL. It's yeah. not really the same. Like, sure, I'm excited to see how many points Connor Bedard scores and Connor McDavid. Sure, it's always fun to watch his highlights. But man, I don't need Red Zone flipping me over to the freaking Columbus Blue Jackets game away from me watching the Maple Leafs, so I can watch you know Panarin score a goal or I don't even know if he plays there anymore. He plays in the Rangers now, I think. But yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah. not. I, I don't. I don't care about that. I just think the branding could have been better. I just think like I, I just think you know like Red Zone's really good. Because red zone is a football term. You're you're you know in the area where you might you're you're you close to watch enough. all the games too pretty closely. I mean it's pretty yeah. Cool. You're in the red zone. You're you're close enough to score a touchdown. Like that's that's exciting, right? That you might score. But outside NHL, of a power play, what are you doing in hockey? Outside of a power play, what's in that? Like if why not just break, call it NHL power play? That but that makes sense too. Right. You know what I mean? And it doesn't have to be only power plays. Or even you know what TSN did here that I thought was really smart ten years ago. They started like a separate online content channel. It's like all social media, and they called it Bar Down. And I was like, okay, that's good. Like bar down is a is a is a 
like when you score a goal in hockey and it hits the crossbar and then goes down, that's called right. bar down. It's like you you scored bar down. And that's like, okay, that's cool. Like, you know what that is if you're in the know of hockey. But like frozen frenzy has nothing to do with any terms in the game. Like this is <laughs> stupid. It's like, hey, come watch frozen frenzy because hockey's on ice. Like that's so bad. Anyways, yeah, it, I, I always, I clearly I'm a kind of person who nitpicks on the most irrelevant details of marketing tactics, like still rare card designs and frozen frenzy. Branding. It's just so badly designed uh, again on the night that they picked, because again, they yep. knew the end. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they didn't know the NBA would start exactly tonight, but they must've had an idea. They could have probably done their research and reached out to the NBA and said, Hey, they definitely would know. When, they, when they, they have to coordinate every team in the NHL to coordinate with every team in the NBA for, for the use right. of the arena. Exactly. They no, exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, because to me, this is a thing that casual fans would tune into more so than like, if there's a Preds game tonight, yeah. you better believe the Preds fans are watching their game and they don't give a shit about the other games, no matter what. Right. No. Um, so, so the casuals who maybe don't have a team and just want to watch some hockey might tune yeah. into that, but guess what the casuals are doing tonight? They're watching basketball and they're watching baseball. They're not watching hockey tonight. No. That's it's a huge miss. I think it's a big miss, and especially I, with baseball I, on, especially with a game man, seven, massive, massive game seven. I know. That's not what I'm <laughs> watching tonight. And I'm a big hockey guy. So. Yeah, and I'm um, definitely like, yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna two screen it tonight, yeah, it's, it's not that one of them. The NHL is not gonna be one of them. <laughs> but what are they gonna do? Like guys coming in on breakaway, they have to go straight to that game and like only catch. The well, they won't be able like, to get there in time for a breakaway. That's like, what I'm saying. Not fast enough for a breakaway. <laughs> like that's so, impossible. So it's all gonna be on delays. What is what they're saying? It has yeah, because be, it's not right? like red zone where it's like okay, like okay, now the we're in the red zone and no matter what happens, run and they're the five yard line. Let's go to that game. You know what I mean? You can only do a power play in hockey that were that last two minutes. Right. And, and, and that's it. So I, I'll, I'll say this, I will tune in tonight just to see how it works and what the hell they're doing on there. And, and the guy, the host was actually begging McAfee and friends to give them a chance because they didn't really know how it was going to work. <laughs> so. And what did, hold on, Phil, what did McAfee say about, about NHL coaches and the, the bad things they might be doing? Okay. So I, I ha okay, that's my next part, and then you can switch to whatever subject. All right, you yeah, want. you get you get two segments in a row. I have I have I have I have to start in a whole different area to get to where I'm going with this. So on the weekend, or I think it was I believe before the weekend, right before the weekend, I think it came out on Friday. A story came out that the Michigan Wolverines have been stealing signs from other teams. It didn't say for how long. It just said that it, they were caught doing it this year. Okay. Um, their head coach, who I think is a huge sack of garbage, Jim Harbaugh. Okay. I think he's a scumbag. I've always thought this. Um, and that has nothing to do with me being a huge Ohio State Buckeyes fan. It's just the way it is. Um, he, he was suspended the first three games of this season for whatever violations. Okay. He's always pushing the boundaries of what you can and can't do in college football. He, he's held illegal satellite camps all over the world in the past and in the summer and stuff like that. All sorts of bullshit. Um, and he's always looking for the upper hand. But the reports came out that the Michigan Wolverines have been stealing signs from other teams' sidelines. And that doesn't sound like much because in baseball, it's, it's, it's a known fact that, you know, infielders or outfielders read signs from, from what they see during a game and they relay the information back to their bench. And that's completely legal. But the allegations here were that Michigan had some sort of staffer attend and sneak into other teams practices. Okay. Or games also, apparently this employees on video sit right across from their sideline and take all sorts of pictures and videos the entire game of the other team's sidelines. 
and, and during practice. We don't know much, though. We, have, we don't know the exact details. And that's a problem, apparently. Okay, you're not allowed to do that. And it would obviously give you the upper hand if you knew exactly what play was coming. I don't know if you've ever seen the college teams when they hold up like a big picture of Barney, right? Well, obviously in practice, these players have to learn what those things mean. And if you attended one of their practices, you would know when they flip up one of those signs or whatever, that the next play, if they show Superman, it means this play's coming, right? Um, so, so McAfee was on today talking about this. And he said, the first thing he said is, I'm not a Michigan. And apparently LG, they, they revealed today that it's been going on for three years. Wow. Okay. That's a huge, huge infraction if that's the case. And and I think I think I think Jim Harbaugh will be fired. I think Michigan will lose probably some wins along the way. Because if you look back at that Ohio State season where the players sold memorabilia during a championship season, they lost they lost all sorts of things because of that. That's wild, right? Um, and I think that they'll have probably some sort of championship game ban, maybe this year, maybe next year. Who knows what's gonna happen? Uh, but the hammer might come down on these guys. But McAfee said, I'm not a Michigan apologist by any means, but sign stealing happens in every sport. And he, the first two sports he referenced, he goes, it happens in hockey. It happens in soccer. And then he went on to name all the other sports. And I messaged you right away. I'm like, hold on a second. What the hell signs are you stealing in a hockey game? Yeah, there's no way to do that. that. You have there's, no secrets. there's no secret plays in hockey. Like there's no, you know, there's the no. flying V, Pat, is not a real thing, all right? There's no <laughs> flying Vs in the NHL. And McAfee's an NHL fan, so he should know this. Mm -hmm. But maybe he's never played the game. But mm -hmm. there's no such thing as, like, pulling out the duck whistle and 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 calling for a flying V. It doesn't exist. In soccer, when a coach wants to relay information to his players, he can't even do it because the place is so loud. Yeah. They don't even use hand signals. You know what he does? Yeah. He pulls a player aside that's going on in the field or one of his players while he's near the sideline and tells him to tell the rest of the team to play this way. Okay. There's no sign stealing in hockey or soccer. Mm -hmm. So bad, bad example. Uh, and a huge, um, I think it might change the landscape of, of college football for this season because Michigan mm -hmm. is ranked in the top four and they're heading straight for another college football playoff, uh, depending on what happens, obviously, with their game against uh, the Buckeyes at the end mm -hmm. of November. One of the two teams will be eliminated from contention, but this is never going to go away now. Um, and, and now the other yeah. schools' coaches are starting to call them out on it, and, and the heat is being turned up. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but I just thought it was funny. McAfee's hilarious. He wasn't in a tank top today. He was in like some nice jacket and he was like, ready to go somewhere. NBA opening day attire. Yeah. That's what and I find it, I find it hilarious that all of a sudden it's okay to have a show where there's a ton of swearing at 12 p.m. on a network like ESPN, as opposed to in the past was like. Everything would be on 10 second delay to make sure that not even the word shit gets on TV during like an NBA game, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. But now we got yeah. McAfee dropping like all sorts of crazy. F not, I don't know if he drops F bombs, but he, uh, he just those guys go nuts. It's kind of like Barstool 2.0, is what they, yeah. Do. I think that that's the style everyone's going for. People want they yeah. know that like casual the boys. personalities like yeah. sell a lot more. Um, that's Phil, it. I don't, I don't want to go too long today because we're already a day late. Um, but I did want to ask you NBA predictions. And I've always said, and I, I, I get in a weird way to tie this back to Top Shot is that, you know, I said last year that the best thing they did was um, when they minted stuff, they sold packs the night that LeBron broke the scoring record, hmm. you know? And I think that the more they can tie themselves to the narrative of the NBA, mm -hmm. I think that that's what wins. And I always said that what all day, what made all day super successful last year was that 
they had playbook and playbook was something you played right. on NFL Sundays. And that was important because you're, you're following the culture of what makes mm -hmm. the NFL mm -hmm. really exciting is right. red zone style, like total chaos. Right. So for NBA, I've always said they have to tie themselves into the narrative of the NBA. What's going on. And already today is a good start. They're saying, Hey, Wemby is going to come out early November. You're going to get Wemby. Cause that's, that's the, that is the biggest storyline to start the NBA okay. season is that is, is how good is Wemby going to be uh, looking good in preseason. What I want to know from you, Phil, mm -hmm. What uh, what is your? I want some unexpected things that'll happen. Okay, three predictions. One, what is your worst NBA prediction for the finals? What is like? What is the? What is like the absolute most long shot NBA finals you can think of? B. What is your absolute worst slash most ridiculous MVP prediction? And C. If you have, if you can think of anything. What is the what is like a completely insane storyline that'll happen at some point oh. during the season? Um, okay, completely unprepared for this. So I'm just gonna say whatever comes to mind. <laughs> uh, and you're yeah, gonna have to repeat the questions as we go. I just can't yeah. take in three questions. The first one being, I think if you put like a most unlikely uh, finals matchup, but that could in some weird way happen. Oh, okay. You're not saying the worst about. possible matchup. Ever. Okay, worst possible worst worst possible matchup, uh Pacers and Grizzlies or something. Wait, no, 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 not, not even Grizzlies, because this Jaw will be back at some point. Um well, you know, man, I, I don't even want to give these guys credit, but it's funny you said Memphis, but Memphis still has some players on that team. I know, I know they're in the West. The West, you know what? Never mind. The West is too hard. But if something wild was to happen in the West, and I'm thinking the Suns, the Warriors, the Lakers, the Nuggets are not getting any younger. Let's just put it that way, okay? Mm -hmm. Almost every single one of those teams, maybe aside from the Suns, is one major injury away from being kind of vulnerable to not being a finals contender. Every single one of them. Right, LeBron or AD go down, you can forget about it for the Lakers. Mm -hmm. The Suns has KD played a full season in I don't know I don't know his injury history that but I know he's injured a lot. Uh, yeah. Bradley Beal already starting off on the wrong foot. Yeah, no pun intended. Uh, Devin Booker, I think he's he's like an Iron Man, but he's hurt yeah. too right now. Anyways, any of those guys go down, the Suns won't yeah. be the same. Obviously, if Steph goes down or Clay, who's not the old Clay anymore. No. Goes down. I think Draymond is hurt right now, isn't he? Mm -hmm. I think Draymond's out start the year. Uh, he's he not starting the season. Yeah, he's out like he's out like the first two to four weeks or something like that. Oh, I don't know that. So, so, so these teams will not be the same. So, for me, once John Morant comes back to the Memphis, Memphis was like the two seed last year, weren't they? Oh, uh, right? I don't know if they were two seed, but they were they were like they, they were led, up there, man. They were in first, yeah. I think, for a while with the Nuggets or something. So that like that that, yeah. that would be my surprise team from the West because they've they've completely been written off after being picked by a ton of people last year mm -hmm. as the as who would go to the finals. John Morant will hopefully come back a better person and a better player when he comes back mm -hmm. from his twenty five game suspension. They will be fine without him. I think the organization is a joke the way they got rid of Dylan Brooks, and I yeah. don't want to root for them for that reason alone. Yeah. Um, but they do still have some some of the best players, um, you know, yeah. defensively on that team. team. Absolutely. So I think they can keep, but, but you know what? I saw that Steven Adams went down today or, or something like that. And I think that's a big blow. So, yeah. but you know what? I'll stick to Memphis out of the West because outside of the top four, they're all playing tonight. There, there are no other options. Nobody else has, has a, even a shot in the West um, to make it anywhere. And out of the East, I'll have to go with, I'll go, I'll, I'll give you a wild card. Joel Embiid gets traded to the Knicks mid season and the Knicks end up killing everybody in the playoffs and Embiid somehow finally gets a shot um 
to do something in this league and not cry every year. Sixers, so, Sixers, Sixers are uh, basically the same that. odds to win Knicks. the championship <laughs> as the Cavs and the Grizzlies. Oh my God! Yeah, well, that's because James Harden is like a disaster right now. Oh man! Yeah, I mean, Kyrie Irving, I would never take for my team. You could never convince me to trade for these guys, even if we got them for free. They're mm -hmm. both major cancers to the team that they play on. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it's weird. I let, I did leave Dallas out of that equation. I just don't think the mix is right in Dallas with, with Luka. The Mavericks barely have better odds than the than the Sixers. Nah, so I'm not going you're not wrong so with I'll that. Go with Memphis, above, above I'll go with the though. Knicks, assuming they, they acquire Joel Embiid halfway through yeah. the season and and look surprising. But those are not my picks as to who makes yeah. All right, what was part two of that question? The most dark horse, ridiculous MVP theory you can come up with for who will win MVP. Let's go with Pascal Siakam. <laughs> Pascal Siakam is so furious at Pat Bev's comments that he would not be seen in a dark alley, that he comes out in the first few weeks of the season, gets in a bunch of fights, and scores 45 points a game this year, breaking all records. You ask for something wild, that's what I'm going Something with. wild, yeah. Jokic's I mean, favorite. I mean, he did put up yeah. insane numbers for, for a period of time yeah. there um, a couple of years ago, right? Yeah. So you never know. Um, but yeah, it's never gonna happen. Jokic, Jokic, Luca, and Giannis favored uh right now to start yeah. the season. The NBA rarely has dark horses of any kind. It just doesn't happen. It's not no, I mean, I mean you have guys, but you guys have you have guys who have a major leap forward who have that like potential. You know what That's I mean? Like, like the year yeah. that Giannis won his first MVP, was he in the top three favorite at the start of the season? Probably yeah. not. You know what I mean? So you yeah. do and same with Jokic. So you do you do have guys that are on the outside make that big leap like mm -hmm. shay is a good one for this year it's like well Shea's everybody a great one actually now that everybody expects that. him yeah. to make a huge leap but he's not in the top five mvp candidates but he's well, because a dark he, won't be on, he won't be on a team that does anything that's the problem with that right who knows um, what if chet what if chet wins rookie of the year yeah, that's actually a good that's another good pick out of the west actually i would prefer to say that okc um yeah. somehow miraculously comes out of the west i don't know if they i mean i think they'll but they could they could make some noise in the playoffs but there's not enough experience there no, i would say that i have i have a dark horse this is this is people are gonna laugh at this. I have a really dark horse rookie of the year candidate, and I think you'll like this one, Phil. Is Brandon Miller? I think oh, just God. like good good situation. He's gonna play a lot of shit teams being on a rookie shit of the team year. Yeah, no, for sure. You know what I mean? And, Vic, and Wemby, a hot pick. He's gonna get targeted. Other teams are gonna go at him hard. The bigs in the league are gonna go at him hard. I think uh, you know. I think just him and Chet, who are, I think are the top two ROI uh, ROI sorry uh, candidates. Uh, cause Chet missed all of last year. Chet already showing that he's injury prone. I think that that like is something to avoid. So I'm going, and I know scoot scoot's probably the other dark horse one. Um, you know, probably getting a lot of ball time with Lillard gone and everything, but I'd say mm -hmm. I like Brandon Miller as like a guy who might, who might really show off and who seems like pretty NBA ready. So I think, I think if Wemby stays healthy, he already has it. That's my easily. So, easily. Yeah. If he's healthy so, all year, not so wild prediction. <laughs> no, no. And especially on a decent, decent Spurs team, half decent Spurs team with some good players there and, and, and a great coach. So, but so I say, if I pick a crazy dark horse for rookie of the year, I'm going to Brandon Miller. Um, breaking news out of the NBA, LeBron James and Anthony Davis are good to go and not on the injury report tonight wow that's what that's that's how bad it is, is that that's news you know that's how bad it is, is that that's become news okay worst most insane storyline you have to make one up for this nba season and for people listening i want your predictions in the chat okay i want to see your predictions in the comments whether it's for finals mvp rookie of the year or insane storyline okay throw out an insane storyline 
uh, in the comments on YouTube. I want to know what you guys are thinking uh, could happen this year in the NBA. Can I say the season is canceled because COVID comes back? Is that <laughs> <laughs> I mean, COVID twenty three, COVID twenty four. Honestly, man, I don't know what's COVID. going on lately, but yeah, um, no. And I honestly um, don't think anybody would care at all, even if people were dying in the streets. There's a zero percent chance. Would, no, the leagues wouldn't care. Nobody would care. No, we're no, not doing that again. again. Um, that's a tough one because the NBA is full of storylines. And, and all year, we're going to have some shocking stuff that happens. I think maybe, or I'll be honest, the most shocking one would be if LeBron James won the MVP and won another championship. Ooh. Um, Ooh, spicy. Well, I mean, they're not. The Lakers have a decent uh, you know, supporting cast this year. Yeah. LeBron's the oldest player in the league, and you know that that just puts an extra bit of motivation in him. To, to be the best player in the league. Yeah. And, you know, he's he's still fit. Like, the guy stays in shape. And 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 I think he does – he's one of the guys that needs the Kawhi treatment this year of, of game management and maybe not mm -hmm. playing every game and taking a bit mm -hmm. of a break. But LeBron still has, has the ability to score 25 a game in the league as the oldest player. And, and no other player that's considered the best player in NBA history that I hear about has ever played at this level for this long in the league. Nobody. Um, not Michael, not Bill Russell, none of those guys. None of those guys are on year 20 of their careers and still producing the way they were early in their careers. Um, so crazy storyline, LeBron wins the MVP, wins the NBA championship and retires because Bronny's path to the NBA is not what it was supposed to be um, <laughs> when he envisioned this a couple years ago. If LeBron plays 55 games this year, he will then be sixth all-time games played. Wow. That's wild. Yeah. He's currently 10th. Who's up there? Who are, who are the five? Who are the guys ahead of him? Is Michael uh, Jordan on so, there? What's that? Michael Jordan's not on there, is he? No, no he's way. not. Uh, I mean, no, it depends how far down you go. Uh, no, no, no. But he's not top 10 is what I'm saying. No, 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 no. no none, of those, none of those guys considered in the conversation of the greatest player ever are up there where LeBron is. I'll Jordan is 105th. He only played 1,072 games. That's crazy, right? So even even Kyle Lowry has played more games than Michael Jordan. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. So uh, let's see. So at the top is Robert Parrish, Kareem, Vince. Uh, is there <laughs> Vince is third? Let's play Dirk, Dirk is fourth, which is pretty impressive. Crazy. Uh, Stockton, Carl Malone, Garnett, Moses Malone, Kevin Willis, and then LeBron. Wow. And Jason Terry is right behind him. And he, LeBron passed uh, Tim Duncan, J Jason Kidd, Reggie Miller last year. But the thing is that LeBron is less than 200 games away from Parrish and 140 wow. games away That's from Kareem. So he's not. You know, and again, if he wants to play for a couple more seasons and he mm -hmm. can he can log in like sixty or seventy games mm -hmm. a year, then he's not he's not that far off from actually mm -hmm. breaking that either. Right. No. Yeah. I don't there know. We'll see. I think I think yeah. I think I think he's got maybe a special season in him, but we'll see. We'll find out tonight. Opening we'll night wants to be center of attention. Mm -hmm. He knows about the hockey event tonight. He wants to shoot it down. He wants to win a Stanley Cup, and he, he's, he's not available. I already knew about that. Yeah. He's not available tonight for, to play for the Kings. Um, all right, Phil, last thing last thing for the show. Um, in two days from now, uh, I think the official time hasn't been released yet, but I believe it's at 11 Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, but not official. That's just the latest tentative time that I have. Uh, I will be chatting with Rohan. 
and second time in a month that he and i have a uh, not private but exclusive ama uh on twitter spaces roham not coming on to talk top shot coming on to talk nfl uh nfl the nfl all day community has been uh, i guess a little upset to start the season they're not happy with how things are going um and uh Dapper is answering uh, by getting Roham out there. Roham claims that he has been in the streets a lot lately, uh, in the NFL all day streets, <laughs> keeping up to date with what's going on. And uh, is I don't know. I I and I, and Phil again. I know we have the partnership with all day, but I have I have no information as to what we're going to talk about yet. So forty eight hours <laughs> to go until uh, hopefully I find out what we're talking about. But uh, very keen to hear that. So that's going to be Thursday uh, at two o'clock Eastern. Wow. If you want to tune into that, see what's going on with NFL all day, what Dapper's plan is to uh, at least at least change that community sentiment. You know, at least make uh, mm-hmm. you know make people feel a little bit more chill about what's going on with the product there. Wow, that should be interesting. We haven't heard from Rohan much. I saw him all over Twitter today. I mean, he really it's a month ago when we he's the, it. he's the master of retweeting stuff. But yes. um, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely be there and I'll be uh, excited to uh, to try and get people going and uh, and see what the community has get to people say. going. Yeah, Rob. I love it, man. Drop some bombs in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, any last words from you? Uh, no, just wanted to give a shout out. I said I would do it earlier in the show, but I didn't get a chance to. A huge shout out to my good buddy, Josh Peterson, who is wow. currently, okay, who is currently right now touring with Music City Management they are the management company for a tour called the One Vision of Queen. All right. Um, I've I've known Josh for years now from my time in the U.S. I met his cousin. He introduced me to fantasy football like 12 years ago. Ooh. I joined uh, the fantasy football league with all the boys. Uh, it's called the American Bench Warmers League. Uh, we do baseball, football, uh, a bunch of other sports sometimes. It's mostly baseball and football. And I ended up meeting Josh through his cousin. I didn't know anything about fantasy football at the time. I actually drafted four kickers in my first fantasy football draft. And that's been the joke of like the last 12 years is that I drafted four kickers. It sounds like, it sounds like that was me drafting. And Yeah. And when they asked yeah, me why, I'm like, so I could block other people from getting those kickers. I don't know. Like, I don't know why I did that. <laughs> I knew nothing. Is that when like Vinatieri was in the league and stuff? Is that when there was like a... Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Like, that, that's it. Kickers, yeah. Yeah, Mason Crosby and all those yeah, guys. Crosby. Like, crazy ass, like <laughs> that's right. 50, every game, like 450-yard field goals. Uh, but I didn't know anything. And uh, these have been my guys now for the last, I'd say, 12 years about is, is when we started going on draft trips every year. Anyways, they are touring with One Vision of Queen, Mark Martell, a fantastic show. If you like Queen's music, uh, it's as close as you will get to the voice of Freddie Mercury. And they are super, super popular where they have sold out shows all over Europe, all over the United States, all over the world. And they're currently on a 28 city tour in Austria, Switzerland, and Germany. Uh, and they listen to the podcast while they are there. So big shout out to those guys. If you have a chance to check out the show in your city, it's actually fantastic. I haven't been to one myself, but LG, your father, has a bunch of Mark Martell CDs that were sent to him a couple of Christmases ago. And, uh, yes, and he and he's a big fan. So uh, I always told Josh that anytime they're near Toronto, we would take Dad to some VIP experience at the Mark Martell uh, and One Vision of Queen concert. So shout out to those guys. Uh, enjoy the games tonight. I'm I'm excited for the NBA. I'm excited to see what happens with this NHL thing. The NFL is kind of mid-season right now, where People are writing off some of the best teams because they're having their midseason lulls. Like the yeah, Niners have been written off today. Yeah. The Dolphins have been thrown in the trash. The Bills are the worst team in the NFL. All that stuff. Um, 
So pretty exciting time. And it, you know what? As a sports fan, I think there's no better time than 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 right now to to be a sports fan. Oh, October so good. Is October right so good. Right you know, now. when the NHL is is having to put their new product yeah. up against uh against game seven frozen uh, nlcs and and the nba opening night then you know uh you know it's a good time in sports <laughs> the only All thing right, missing okay. is a one-on-one interview with sluchette that would take me away from the sports and, I would <laughs> and that's all i'm gonna say don't ask me what the hell i'm talking shout about. out sluchette from heroes of the flow all right wow. phil d we'll uh we'll see you next week see ya